We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast, number 99. And this is the show within the show. This is the show about the show. This is the after show or the before show or however you want to define it. It's all stuff you won't hear on the air, which puts an extra emphasis on next week for Mr. Sean Mraz. There is a multitude of ways for you to get the PGP. One is on its own iTunes feed. Go to iTunes, search Permission Granted Podcast. You'll find us there. Also, it's available on our regular DA Show iTunes feed. It's also available on our website, daoncbs.com. It's also available on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed, DA on CBS is mine. We tweeted out from all of our Twitter feeds around here as well. And since next week is... PGP 100, the pressure is squarely on Mraz's shoulders because I would say no more than 30 seconds ago, he was alerted that, oh, crap, next week is 100. What are we going to do about it? Mraz, the pressure is now on, my friend. It is, and I could go one of two ways here, okay? The one road that I know is the wrong road to go down. Okay, interesting that you've already decided what the wrong road is. Well, I think it's good that I'm acknowledging this is the wrong road. Uh I guess I could put up an argument to say, well, I'm the producer of the DA show. I'm not technically the producer of the Permission Granted podcast. It is a cumulative effort. However, that would be passing the buck. Uh, Yeah, you think? So I will not turn that road, and I will go road B, which is... Oh, crap. Next week's PGP 100. You better figure out an idea. Uh, and I already have a couple. So you I do. do. I do have a couple. I'm sh- surprised to hear that because these have all happened within the last 30 seconds. Which just shows you, you know what? I'm a man of ideas. I'm a man of integrity. Uh, and I would throw this out there. And maybe people listening could tweet out that this would be a good idea. Uh-huh. Uh, for PGP 100, maybe we can count down the top 10 moments in Permission Granted podcast history. Could. And pull short clips for one. Could. Uh, if we don't want to do a countdown, so to speak, we could try to bring in a semblance of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we got you, maybe a little Berman, a little Ward, a little Joe D. Maybe we could call Steve-O who participated. Maybe we could try to call Kenny Brock and try to hear from anybody who's ever really been an integral part of the Permission Granted podcast since mm-hmm. it started. So those are two ideas I've tossed around within the last 45 seconds. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, didn't we do a roundtable for when Brock left? We did a retrospective and a roundtable for when Brock left, but if you look back, that was like PGP 30. That was like 70 weeks ago. But I am saying that we, we have done that idea before. We've done the idea. But was the idea a retrospective on Brock being on the show or a retrospective about the PGP? I think it was more of a retrospective on the PGP, but it was also to signify the ending of the overnight era on the DA show. 
So I would have to go back and listen, but I'm pretty sure it was a PGP retrospective, but it was done as like a hat tip to our overnight listeners. I think it was a retrospective on Brock's tenure with the show. That might have been a separate one. We might have done a farewell Brock plus a retrospective mm. PGP. Mm. So, uh, all I, right, so, was, so I'm feeling like you don't like either idea. So I'm going to no, have to go back not, to the... not necessarily. I was thinking more along the lines of we used to have really big guests doing the PGP. Mm-hmm. And that maybe this would be a good opportunity for one of them or for us to go after another big guest for the PGP. Okay. Uh, I hear that idea. If that's something you'd like, uh, if you notice and something we brought up, I would say it's been a good 10 weeks now that we have steered away from the guest format. Yeah, maybe more. Maybe more. Uh where I think we've kind of found a niche on basically talking about stuff off the show, not not hearing guests, but the guests would have to be a big one, I think, to justify leaving the format that we have established here. Oh, so now the bar has to be set really high. I would say so. I, I would say, and not to crap on any guests we've had, but we don't necessarily need WrestleMania guy from the Sports Hub back on PGP 100. You know what I mean? James Stewart, a.k.a. Jay Stu. I like Jay Stu, and that was a good spot for the wrestling fan. But you know what I mean? This would have to be, like, we're going to talk about wrestling. Triple H would have to come back to the PGP. Well, let's talk about some of the biggest guests we've had on the PGP. We had Pat O'Brien to begin. We'll never forget the Pat O'Brien spot. That's what that, that was big. We thank Pat, because without him, who knows, we would have been able to jumpstart this properly. Because I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Right. The, Nor so, still do so I. Pat O'Brien talking about his lifelong battle with alcoholism was a big one. Okay. We had Triple H. That was a huge one. That got probably our most listens ever on the PGP. 100%. Yeah. Uh, did we do something else wrestling-wise? I'm trying to think. I feel like we did. I can't put my finger on it, though. Shawn Michaels we had on. Shawn Michaels. Uh, that, Shawn Michaels. That was a good That's spot. Right. That's right. And we've had a couple in studios. You know, and anytime we tossed around a good soccer podcast, we usually had somebody in studio. You know Rachel what? Bonetta. Rachel Bonetta from MLS was very fun. You know who else we got a lot of listens from was, well, we've had a ton of really funny comedians. Oh, yeah. But one that got a lot of listens was the director of the Kobe documentary, who was... Right. Who was, gosh, not the Dalai Lama's son, but it was... The Iron Sheik? No! No, 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 no. He was a he's like a self-help guru. He's like a brilliant brilliant man that everybody in the world looks up to. His his dad. How could I not think? It was on mute Kobe Bryant Muse. Kobe Bryant Muse. Yes. Come on, give me a little something here. Hold on. I'm I'm on the IMDb. This is live podcasting okay, here. Okay. Who was the director of that? The director. Gotham Deepak Chopra's son. Yes. Deepak Chopra's son. Yes. Gotham Got- Chopra. Gotham Chopra. That was a biggie. That okay. was a biggie. What were some of our biggest comedians? Comedians. Ralphie May. Oh, Ralphie May was a great spot. We had Ralphie May on. Woo. Oh, uh, Sebastian uh, Maniscalco. Okay. Was another good comedian yes. we had on. Uh huh. Boy, we had him one after another. Uh, your boy from um, Silicon Valley. Uh, from. She's out of my league. What's his name? Uh, TJ. Oh, yeah. I'm forgetting his name. The Celery. That's why you eat celery now. Because Celery of... guy also. TJ Miller? TJ Miller also in Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this is, uh, as we rattle them off, I guess we could search, search permission granted podcast, huh? That might help. I'm looking it up, too. Lot. We went a lot of those comedians. And a lot of help and thanks to Atlanta Improv. After all the years. Let's see. Triple H was PGP 22. 
Okay. By the way, it's funny. I search permission granted podcast. That's like the third thing that comes up. So it shows you how big the, the Triple H was. Okay. All right. So that's up there. Like none of the other ones we have like pop up like that one. Okay. So that's interesting. Oh, we had Steve-O oh, from MTV's yeah. Jackass. We did have Steve-O. Kavita Cheney. <laughs> Two or four times a day, we got to drink the shake. <laughs> that one's the second one that comes up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was PGP-9. That means I started that shake stuff like 91 weeks ago. How about Dave Coulier from Full House? Cut it out. I mean, we've had some big guests, and now we don't even do this anymore. See, here, all right, here's the problem. With we you. had Joe Coy on from Chelsea Lately. We did have Joe Coy on. We had Vic DiBedetto. We did have, we got to get was him hysterical. back in studio. We got to get him back he in studio. He wanted to come on in studio. Remember that? Yes. He was all about coming in to, to join us. Which we've never reached out to him to come in. Maybe we should reach out for that. Absolutely. That'd be a good summertime hit. That'd be huge. Okay. All right. So we got a lot of. Nick like DiPaolo? There Nick DiPaolo was hysterical. Very funny. Very, very yes, funny. You know what? I've had some good days. Well, that's when you actually used to try. You're right. We had Brooke Burke on. Look. Well, be fair. Brooke Burke was not a good spot. She was in an airport. If you remember a little off the off the yes. wall, you had to come in and edit that big time. I know. That was going into Thanksgiving weekend. It was all about travel on Thanksgiving weekend. I, 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 I was off. You were not happy. That was a week I got berated. Correct, because I had to stay here and cut like my entire vacation almost a full day short to come back and edit it. David Keckner from Anchorman? Oh, that's right. That was a Kenny Brock special. He was into sp- booking that. We had Eliza Schlesinger. We had a lot. Boy, we had some good names. I'm telling you. Tom Arnold? We did have Tom. The problem, here's the problem, though. You're right off the good names. It was very tough to consistently get... The, like, we would have a really good guest once a month on the PGP. It was tough to bank them week after week after week after week. Mm. If I remember correctly. I'm trying to dig up how hard it was for me. Well, the last time we did a guest was, like, number 73. Oh, so it's been a long time. Yes, yeah, so we named all those guests, and those were all in the first 73 episodes. Hmm. Back when you tried. Uh, hold on here. <laughs> I still try. <laughs> You did want to flip the format. You said you've been listening to other podcasts, and I think the format has been successful. What I was saying was, I don't want to just get a guest just to get a guest. Fair. But now we don't get any guests because you're not even trying. Well, because you said, let's just do what we're doing. But you haven't even been fishing for big guests. No, because I didn't think I was supposed to on the if, on the permission. Well, what do you think a big guest was just going to walk into the studio and be like, "Hey, I'd like to do a podcast. Can anybody do this with me?" No, I will defend myself here. Okay, because I remember the specific conversation. Yes, you said it, the truth is at this point, uh, the way the show has established itself, if we do get a big guest, we might as well put them on the show itself. Okay, well, are we fishing for any of these these Can, guests that we have had on before? Because they would be good on-air guests. If you would like me to re-have guests on, sure. (laughs) I'd be lying to say if if, if I went fishing for Ralphie May again, I'll gladly do that. I think there's some miscommunication lost in the shuffle here. at some point, you went after Ralphie May. So what's the equivalent of going after the next Ralphie May but getting him on the show? Okay, fair enough. You want Ralphie May on the show? I'm going to deliver Ralphie May on the show. No, that type of guest. That type of guest. So, um, to be fair, a lot of the comedian stuff, well, first of all, the Atlanta Improv hooked us up a lot. They have since closed down. 
The whole improv is closed down. Right. If Steve-O, I believe, was their last show when we had Steve-O on. I could okay. be wrong. So that was the last time I went through. That was the, number 67. I went through those PR people the last time. I'd, I'd be curious to see how many comedians we had on after him. Uh-huh. That being said, I still can dig up some contacts on the comedians. If we're looking to go that comedian route, that would probably be a smart idea. That would probably be a smart idea. So I'm going to already examine it. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I think during the summer hour specifically. I think we have been struggling to dig guests. <laughs> and I haven't thought about this avenue. And I think this is an open therapy session here for me as a producer again, where I thought I got off a of snide. I was on. A, I was in a bad slump. I thought I had done recently, uh, well recently, the last three shows. But I guess not. I guess I'll continue to dig. Well, it just goes to show you, you were doing even this much more work. I would I would be interested to see the guests <laughs> the guests we had on when we had those during the show. I bet you our show guests have improved. I would think. I'd hope. I'm begging. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I I, <laughs> I think what we've learned is that by nature you will slide into the most comfortable work position. Whatever that is, you will naturally gravitate to whatever is most comfortable. I do enjoy comfort, yeah. comfortability. Comfort. Uh, comfort, I do. Yes. You're doing, in, really invite that and enjoy that. So to to get the best out of you, it does take constant prodding and reminding. I would say you are a good coach, yes, because I'm one of those, I'm one of those players, you got to get, you got to squeeze the most out of me on a, during a week. <laughs> you got to squeeze a little bit. You squeeze, I wake up a little bit going to tear, you catch me napping again, I get woken up. <laughs> if you've caught me napping here, fair enough. I do think over the next two months, up until Labor Day. You want a comedian a week? Uh, doesn't have to be a comedian a week, but I, I think a lot of these guests were interesting in their own right. You know? So, you, I mean, different guys, or you want me to dig up some of the ghosts of the past here? Like, I think we should have Vic DiBattetto in studio. Yes, we should definitely have him in studio, but um, I don't know. Let's see. We had George Bodenheimer join us. On the uh, on the PGP as well, we did the long form on his book and building ESPN. He was quick as a tat. In what way? He was very funny. I remember him being very funny. George Bodenheimer? Is that not the guy I'm thinking of? No, he is was... that the guy from like the movie Friday? No, no. George Bodenheimer was the former ESPN president. Oh, that talked about building the whole network. You're right. That was a book. I'm thinking of somebody else. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I'm thinking of. He was a guest from Atlanta. He was a comedian. Oh, yes. Uh, George, he was Seinfeld's best man. Yes, whatever his name is. Yeah. But it's not George Bodenheimer. It's not George Bodenheimer. something else in Heimer. Yeah, not Bodenheimer at all. Interesting. Definitely not Bodenheimer. Well, I was on to the first name. We had the guy from Tops on. We were talking baseball cards. Right. We had now, Adam, Adam Kaufman on before he actually stopped watching movies. So let's go. Okay, so let's just... Here's the line. We don't need the Tops guy on the show. The Tops guy was a good podcast guest. Right. We don't need Kaufman on the show. Good podcast guest. We get enough of him filling in. But, you know, if you come across a Brooke Burke, that's a good... I mean, it would have been good had she had a decent phone line. Right. right? David Keckner would be good for the show. Really funny guy. People know him. They know him from Anchorman. They know him from a number of other really funny movies. He would be very good to have on the show. Well, we went and put Damon Waynes on the show, and that came back to me. Yes, that was very good. Tom Arnold would be a very good show guest. People, people Pat O'Brien, good show guest. Yeah, 
Because they do bring something else to the table versus the normal standard sports interview. Okay. So I just think that, you know. This, by the way, at PGP 99 is very good because this brings the listeners to a conversation. It feels like we might as well be in the newsroom talking right now. Yeah. Not over mic. So you're really getting a, a sense of what we would discuss off the air. And I don't know if it's interesting. It may not be. This could be the worst podcast we have ever done. Yes, But at least possible. I feel like it's helping me in my career. Right. Distinctly possible it's the worst. But so now you know. Okay. I also, though, like the idea of counting down the, the 10 best moments of the PGP because look at all these really funny interviews or good interviews. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, there's all stuff surrounding it. Yes. I think my favorite PGP moment, it might have to be in that top 10, is uh, the girl from Boston. Talking, Jen, Jen talk, Royal. I mean, talking about what, her dog farts and stuff like that? Absolutely hysterical. That was tremendous stuff. Hysterical. Yeah. That, that was tremendous. She might have too foul a mouth to be on the show, though. You know what we also forget? We had Jada Diamond on the PGP. We did. We Adult played, film star. We played some of that on the show, the edited version. We played the edited version of Jim Brewer on the show, too. Yes. Oh, boy. Jada Diamond. Foul mouth. Very foul. Okay, so uh, that's a little preview of the PGP number 100 coming up. Uh, before we get out of here, a few more house cleaning nuggets. Had the birthday party over the weekend. Um, who was, in your estimation, the biggest, uh, what was the best performance out of a CBS Sports Radio uh, employee? The best or the most memorable? Either one. I would go Tiki and Tierney's producer, Mike Samter, okay. for the fact that when it started pouring raining on your rooftop, we all had to come down into your apartment, not a gigantic apartment because it's New York City, uh-huh. and the man is the only man who took his shoes off in the apartment and used the excuse, well, I didn't want to have my wet feet all over. So instead of having his wet feet all yeah. over his shoes, he was the only person in there in his socks. And you know what? If, if you required shoes off, be one thing. But since he was the only one, I thought he came across very weird. Yeah, that is a weird move. I did not. Nobody expect... told him. Nobody told him or asked him to take his shoes off. So keep your shoes on. Yeah, he made himself real comfortable. Samter has a, has a potentially he he does that a lot. I think too comfortable. I would also say I think I got into uh, got him in a bit of trouble around the office because of the birthday. Oh. Uh, when our boss, Eric Spitz, asked me how my weekend was, I told him, oh, I had a wedding, I had your birthday. He goes, oh, D.A. had a birthday, you know, what, you guys got dinner? I said, no, D.A. had a little bash and invited, you know, some of the guys from work. It was good. We, I, and he was very happy. He's like, oh, he did a little bonding with people. I told him the guys who were there. And when I mentioned Mike Samter's name, he was, oh, Samter was there? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, interesting, because he couldn't come to work Tuesday through Friday to take care of his dog, but nice to know he can go drinking with you guys oh. on a Saturday night. I went, oh, wow. no. He goes, don't worry. You didn't tell me anything. So I had to tell Samter today. I go, listen, I don't know if Eric's going to say anything to you. I didn't think anything of it. Sure. But, you know, you should be aware. And it really, apparently, it ruffled Samter. There's something going on with Samter and his days off that has, ru- has ruffled him yes. with the bosses or something. Yes. And Eric was not happy to hear that Samter was drinking with us, even though he was happy to hear everybody else was. Well, there was also a different thing where Samter took off for maybe one of the Jewish holidays and he hadn't put in for it. Oh, yeah, or he left early. Yeah, there, oh. was, there was something awkward about that. There was some kind of friction there with yeah. Samter and days off. So yeah. I would say him taking his shoes off and then me basically getting him in trouble for it anyway. Who would you say if you had the right one? Um, I was really happy to see, um, you know, I was really happy to see Tom D. Tom D. Celestino, producer on the Gottlieb show. He is uh, our resident curmudgeon. He's only like 28 years old, something like that. But he's like a miserable 60-year-old. Yeah, it just acts like, and he never comes out of the house. He never comes out with us, never joins anything socially. 
And he made the party, which I was very appreciative. And he hung out for quite a long time. He so did. That, I actually gave him a ride back to, well, my wife gave him a ride back to the train station after. He was he was a peach. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked, uh, I liked seeing that. My mom was very happy to catch up with your wife. Oh, is that she right? She said uh, she said it was really really she said it was really great to see Mraz and it was really great to see his wife and to meet her and everything. She's so great. She's so wonderful. I had I really enjoyed meeting. Well, at least uh, somebody feels that way. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. So uh, Danielle made a uh, made a real connection with my mom. I, and I Mama made a, and of course I made a connection with your father. I continue to make connections with your father. Yeah. Your father is a big fan of mine. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, that's a guy I need in my life more. There's no doubt about it. Mm, yeah. I could drink with him all night long. Yeah, we only bring him out for a few moments a year. Like it's like tra- the Christmas tree, you know. You, dust, <laughs> you break him out of the attic once a year. Yeah, you got to be careful because Papa Mendo doesn't exactly have a shut-off valve. He doesn't, so. but I enjoy that valve. Yeah. I yeah. enjoy that valve. I get a lot of good nuggets at him, so it was good to see him and good to drink with him. Yeah, we had uh, overall a good time. I, it's, it's so crazy that uh, my roof deck has this really great um, uh, view of Manhattan and the skyline and everything, and neither one of these birthdays last year, this year, could anybody see anything because no, it's the foggiest nights of the year. It's the it just so happened back to back years. The one night of the month of July or late June, I think we had last year, where it was like rainy and you couldn't see anything both nights. So I'm like, no, believe me, everybody, there is a good view. You just can't see more than five feet in front of you. You know, it could be worse, though. It could have been 95 human. We were all sweating. A little, little You think cool- that would have been worse? I do. I do. Mm. I think a little cooling mist, not bad for that scene. Okay. I was into it. I was happy with it. Okay. It was a good time, as always. Yeah. And again, your uh, girlfriend should be credited for the strawberry shortcake she made. And I just had another one here pre-show. I'd be eating those things in my sleep. Strawberry shortcake parfait. Pretty... Pretty dominant dessert right there. It's a very dominant, like Tim Duncan, the best of its era, I would say. <laughs> right. Little hat tip. All right. That's that's side A of the PGP. I, I heard you talk to Berman. Berman did not make the birthday. Berman did not. He is fresh off a trip to the Alps and to Italy. Crazy. Now, he was supposed to come, but... He, he landed that day, and then from what I gather, his wife wasn't too thrilled with him jumping off the plane to go drink with all of us. Yeah, so I could understand he, that. He had to lay low. So, yeah, we're going to break that down. Plus, uh, myself and Berman have officially booked flights to Believeland. So, nice. uh, you know, we're going to polish off that a little more. And uh, we're going to talk a little with the NFL season coming up. I have an idea I'm pitching to Berman, and I wonder if other, our listeners... We're posing a PGP podcast question to our listeners at the end of Side B. Mm, okay. How about that? So... That to look forward to on side B. Okay. Yeah, Berman was supposed to come back from a week-and-a-half-long excursion to uh, the Alps and to Europe, land in the morning, take like a power nap, and then come out to uh, come drinking with us. That did not happen. It somehow got curtailed. It got curtailed, but it's good to see him now. We'll yes. hopefully get him at the block party this year, which okay. would be clutch. we got a couple good. weeks till that. Yeah. Okay, so that's side A. Coming up, side B of the PGP. This is 99. Next week is 100. Welcome to Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. I am the executive producer of the DA Show, Sean Mraz, joined after his long voyage to Europe by Anchor and a man who planted his flag last uh, or two weeks ago on the DA Show that this was his team, Jay Berman. Jay, how are you? It is great to be back. How is everybody tonight? Tonight, I think everybody's good, uh, depending. They could be listening to this in the middle of the night, the morning, evening. This is a podcast, Jay. It's all encompassing. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, that's... maybe we should start this over. I don't. I don't think so. I think we're okay. All right. All right. Why don't you give us a little more energy into the mic, though? Hello. I like that. All right. Who art thou? Yes. All right. Well, 
Uh, let's get right to it. Berms, you missed a lot while you were gone. It's amazing what the world did while I was gone. Yes, Jay Berman went to Italy. And Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland and Rome, right? Well, actually, Rome's in Italy, big guy. Correct. Correct. Rome is in Italy. That was the beginning of the trip. Rome. Uh, what was your favorite part of the trip? That's a great question, but I would have to say the food. The food was yum to the... um. You ate a lot of uh, hard meats? Yes, a lot of cured meats. Which was your favorite cured meat? Probably the prosciutto. It was... Mwah. Was it as salty as the ones in America? It's salty. It makes you thirsty, but it's so much better. It's unbelievable. Did you have any wines in Italy? I got drunk every single night. Okay, on wine, Peroni, wine. what were you drinking? Wine. On wine. Straight wine. I easily myself had two bottles of wine every night. And your wife was into it? Yes. Well, good for you, man. Yes. Good and for we you. were with another couple and another girl, and it was uh Oh, was, you went with other it people? It was a fivesome, if you will. It was tremendous. Oh, that, see, that's interesting. I thought it was just you and your wife taking a vacation. It was my wife and I in Rome. Then we met up in Switzerland, went back to Italy after that. It was a tremendous vacation that uh, some might call once in a lifetime. It's the second time I've done it. So, Well, nobody's better than you, Jay. Nobody. You're just, you're just the greatest. That's correct. What was your favorite part of Switzerland? Because when you hear Switzerland, it's not a place a lot of people go. We went go. to the Montreux Muse, uh, Jazz Festival, which was uh, incredible. Oh, okay. I thought you were in Montreal when I saw it. No, that's incorrect. So you were in Switzerland. Correct. With Montreux that. is in Switzerland. I just assume Montreux, Montreal. Yeah, well, you assumed wrong. That's why we don't pay you to assume. Yeah, and there were like regular artists you would know here over there? Yeah. Kesha? Who was over there? No. Frank Zappa, Buddy Guy. Um, okay, I've heard of Frank Zappa. There was a lot that I, di- I didn't know, but um, there was a, it was a tremendous vacation that I wish that all of you can experience at some point in your lives. It's very good. Now, did you have, I mean, obviously the world's been a horrible place lately. Any fears while you were away? In I did, because Rome hasn't been hit by a terrorist attack. Right, I when you thought at some think point, of recent times of Paris and Brussels. And I'm and, in no way making light of it. I It, it did cross my mind. Yeah, I, I was just curious. Rome that, more was, than the other places, because the other places were small. Kind Milan, of in, maybe. inconspicuous places. Yeah, it just, I, it was, it, look... It's impossible to travel internationally these days and not think about that. I would agree. I would agree. I, it would be in the back of my mind, but you know, thankfully everything was safe and hopefully they can Knock on be wood, Shawnee. You're right. Knock on wood is right. Now your next vacation is going to be coming up, Jay. We have booked- funny how you. That was one of your best segues ever. We have booked a vacation together. You're going with a foursome, if you will. Let me just say, I'm excited. We mentioned this many, many weeks ago when the NFL schedule came out. Myself and Jay Berman would be going on a New York Giants what road trip. What number podcast was that? Because if you can reference it with the number podcast, I would say you're doing your job, but you didn't, so I'd say you're not. 74. Was it? I don't know. I don't know I was either. hoping you knew. It will never be su- uh, podcast number 51, which was the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, but eh, who am I? Berman remembers every number. I'm just one man. Anywho, I can officially say that our flights to Cleveland, Ohio... On the weekend, the turkeys come home to roost has been booked. Correct, Jay? That is correct, Shawnee. Now, there are a couple things going over here in travel that we have to break down. Number one, there was a major boo-boo in the travel booking when we booked the trip to Cleveland that had you not noticed would have made for a really bad slash trip not happening for me. Sadly, I'm convinced that if I did not mention it to you when I had spotted it, it might have gone on a while before you actually spotted it. Yes. So Why don't you tell the listeners exactly what happened? I will. Now, so for those of you who have listened to the show, listened to the podcast, I know I say a lot of stupid things. Heck, I just had to be reminded that Rome is not a country in itself more than not more than three minutes ago. Correct? What's interesting is that there actually is a country within Rome. Did you know that? The Vatican City. Correct. 
that's actually called a city, but it's a it's country. It's its own country. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Why right. call it Vatican City then? I don't know. It's where the Pope lives. Why don't you ask him? Is it even called Vatican City? It's called the Vatican. I think it's Vatican City. Okay, well, who cares? All right, anyway, uh, it's more geography for us. I What I did when I went to book this trip, we are going the Friday, which would be Black Friday, a big day for shoppers, which will actually be a big day for flyers for us, and we were turning Monday morning. However, we uh, or I, when I went to book and I jumped the gun, I booked my trip for Thursday morning, which would be Thanksgiving when everybody else was booking for Friday morning. Boy, would Danielle be pissed at you. So, what? if Berman didn't point this out, either I would have gotten some alert to my phone the day before, and I would have been like, wait, what do you mean I'm flying out tomorrow? Which would have happened right before Thanksgiving, and I would have either, if I got that alert, had to go or cancel the trip altogether. You think you would have gone three months without spotting it? I feel like at some point in time you would have recognized the mistake. I don't know, man. I don't know, because my mind would have just been on Friday, Friday, Friday. I don't know how I made that mistake to begin with. And this just shows... I do. You're a dummy. Uh, Jay, yes, I'm a dummy. Before this, that flight that I booked to Cleveland, in my life, okay, I'm 29 years old, I had only booked one other flight on my own in my entire life, and that was actually the flight to San Francisco for Super Bowl. Oh, well, here we go. Before, before that... <laughs> Danielle, any vacation going with Danielle? Danielle handles, she's like the travel agent. She'll handle everything. She'll book my ticket. She'll do all of that. And really, it's a bad job by me that I'm handcuffed allowing my wife to book all these trips when I'm pretty much like, yeah, okay, book them, trust them, trust them. And there, I don't have enough practice booking trips on my own that I made this error of picking a different, I don't know why I picked Thursday. Do you recall being in the moment selecting Thursday? Or did you just completely make the mistake thinking it was Friday? I think I just made the mistake thinking it was Friday. I, I don't know why I did it, but I'm clearly an idiot. But you come over and you go, wait a minute, let me see your itinerary here. I, I, it's funny. I wanted to make sure you had the dates correct. And that's funny because you did not. I did not. And you pointed it out, thankfully. Luckily, I booked it on one of these websites and I had a free cancellation until midnight, of which would have been Monday night. So rather than have to like alter the trip, I tried calling. Here's another problem. When I call these places... It takes forever to get somebody on horn. It's, you know, select this for this and this for this. And I might have been Travelocity or one of these numbers. I couldn't get anybody on the phone. So I was freaking out in that moment. You're laughing at me. You were cursing. I was cursing. In a newsroom. Thankfully. Of all places. Of all, of all the dramatic things. Thankfully, uh, if anybody's ever had this problem, you booked the wrong flight. I noticed on the website. Okay, for, so I just can't. I wipe out the whole flight and I start from scratch. I went to a different website because You know why I went to a different website? I didn't want to then rebook on my credit card with the same website, and then there'd be like all sorts of, this was booked, canceled, booked. You know what I mean? I would have rather, I went to a whole different website I altogether. You. I hear you. So to cause less confusion. Anyway, I got the same flights I was looking for Friday, Monday. Boom. My problem is, you, like a buffoon, have booked a flight that lands a half an hour later than mine on Friday. Half hour is that's like that's one that's one shake of the leg in the bathroom. It's aggravating though. Why can't you just have booked the same flight as me? Because it's two different airports. But you're flying out of New York City. You can't just fly to JFK. What what how LaGuardia for those who have flown into New York, there's JFK, there's LaGuardia. JFK is a rail system that goes into it all this. LaGuardia is the biggest pain in the in the rear end. Yeah, because you live to. on the South Shore. But how do you get to LaGuardia? There's not a direct subway take line. Take a cab. So you just take a cab into yeah. LaGuardia. That's it. It's like Boom. 30 bucks. Oh, Mr. Moneybags, huh? That's right, Mr. Mo- I blow my nose with hundos. Okay, well, better than blowing your nose with mundos, right? Is that a bad joke? Very. Okay, well, we'll move on from that. 
You just made it more complicated than it has to be. So now i got to sit in the airport for a half an hour waiting for you. Inevitably, I'm going to end what up... What about chicken parmesan and the other guy? I think they're going to be on my flight. Oh, must be nice. So uh, from there, I believe the itinerary states that we'll end up going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame that day. Uh, and then we'll figure it out. That that Saturday is also Michigan-Ohio State. What about the casino? Yes, okay. And this is what I was going to get to. So for those of you listening... Uh, who have either traveled to Cleveland or live in Cleveland, live in the uh, Ohio area around there. We're hearing a lot of rumblings as I've posted some stuff on Facebook and Twitter about a downtown casino that is quite the hot spot to go to. I think it was formerly a Harris. Now it's like an Uncle Jack's. So we were saying we could cause some damage at the casino, go play some blackjack, play, some roulette. We could pay, pay for the trip with a little bit of play. With a little bit of play. Now, tip as typical uh, men, me and Jay are assuming that we're going to go in there and win a bunch of money, not lose a bunch of oh, money. Oh, we'll lose. We need to know, uh, is going to this casino worth it in downtown Cleveland? And if not, what else is there to do? Also, Sunday is going to be a big day when we go that weekend to check out the Giants and the Browns, Jay. Because Which is the essence of the trip. The essence re- of the trip. Afterwards, it's a 1 o'clock game. We're going to need to find some hot spots downtown to keep watching games all day. We roll out. We want to watch the uh, the late afternoon window and the Sunday night what game. Is the, uh, what is the number one game, uh, the four, one, number one 4 o'clock game that week? As of, you know, from what we can tell now. I think it's a Bronco game. I'm not sure. But I know the Sunday night game is Patriots-Jets. And I know Thanksgiving weekend is a non-flex week. Because there's three games on Thursday, the Monday. They they make everything so like... So no matter what, it'll be Jets-Pats. Right. No matter what, that's those are the games that week. Uh, in those slots. That's a good Sunday nighter, regardless of the schedules of the teams, because they hate each other. It's Tom Brady. It's New York. I'm, I'm, I think that that worked out well for us. Now, talking about this football trip and booking it has me a little juice for football, and it dawned on me that coming up this Sunday, it'll mark eight weeks until the first Sunday of football. Thursdays, eight weeks till the first Thursday night game. Eight weeks will fly by pretty quick. Are you a summer guy to the point where you're ready for football to start, Jay? Or you, I mean, you love baseball. You waited for baseball so long that you want these eight weeks to drag. It's not even these... about the sports. I want it to drag because I absolutely can't stand cold weather. I agree. I, I, agree. I spend a lot of time outside. I play a lot of golf. I like wearing uh, not wearing a jacket. I like not wearing a sweater. Um, I don't mind sweating. I absolutely despise being in pain outside because it's so cold. And, it and it's just, gonna be awfully cold in Cleveland that weekend. Yeah, so it's I don't know. I want this. I want this to slow down. I would agree. I I do want this to slow down. I'm a big obviously you know I'm a big peach peach beach and pool guy. Uh, I hate to see the summer go. And I would also I'm gonna run something by you, Jay. Okay, go ahead. We talk about wanting the cold weather to stop, and and we enjoy the warm weather. I am I am pitching something, and I hope somebody out there in the NFL is listening. I would like the NFL season. Forget all this, you know, the extra games and all this. Start three weeks later and end three weeks later. Now, for those of you in Florida, Southern California, any of the warm cities, it really doesn't matter to you because it's pretty much warm all year round. But for the Northeast or anybody in the North, September generally, even if uh, you're in an area where it drops down to the 60s, is still pretty nice weather to the point where you're going to be enjoying the outside and you don't have to sit inside on a Sunday and watch games. If you give me three extra weeks of summer that way and then... You get the three weeks in February where there's nothing going on before March Madness. You get those weekends as playoff weekends. I think that's the way the NFL should go. I'll tell you why I disagree, because I don't like when weather becomes a factor in games, and the more you go into January and February for regular season, the more weather is going to be a factor. I understand. Some of the most classic games are played in the snow. But but he, I, I don't agree with that. And by the way, I hate the 
that's the way football was meant to be played. No, it wasn't. They didn't say, we're not playing this game until it snows outside. In fact, I guarantee you they played it when it was warm because nobody wants to be outside when it's cold. So please don't tell me it's the way it was meant to be. I hate that. That is so lame. That's so not what it's about. When you look back at the Tuck game, one of the best games of all time, that Thanksgiving game at snowed in Dallas like 30 years or 20 or whatever the heck it was. Awesome. What about the, uh, the and by the way, it's not and it's not all of a sudden going to snow on every game every week. I mean, you might have well, two except more you snow increase games the chances of that when you're going into February. So what? February is typically the worst month. So what? There's so many domes now anyway, and everything like that. I think this is the way to go. And it, get, it you're not handcuffed to your couch then if you're a big football fan that enjoys the outdoors those three weeks of September. And it gives college football three weeks on its own as well. I think that's the way this league should go. Obviously, you disagree. I disagree because. I think that there should be warm weather games in September. I don't have a problem with that. And I also think that the game, the weather is just not good enough in February for another three weeks. Well, there you go. Tweet at Jay Berman and myself, Mraz, CBS at Jay Berman. Tell me if you disagree or agree. The NFL should push the season three weeks back. That's how I feel. How about that for Permission Granted Podcast question to the listeners? To titillate, if you will. I think you've done a wonderful job as a host. And in fact, I think you should go to another city and get your own show. Okay, thanks, Jay. We're going to work on that. I think Grand Rapids talking Red Wings pucks is the way to go. I'm thinking bigger things for you. Oh, yeah, Calgary. Talk about Stampeders football? Perhaps. How about that? How about that? We'll sit in the big lasso, the saddle dome? I believe it's the saddle dome. Is oh. it called the big lasso? Is that? A, I don't think so. No, I think you I, just made that I up. I think I just did make that up. Well, anyway, thank you guys for listening to the Permission Granted Podcast. Again, it's good of, to be back, by the way. Let's not be strangers, you know? Let's not be strangers. Good to have Jay here, see him safely back from Italy. Cleveland's booked here. And there we go. Question question of the week, if you will, on the NFL. Should have pushed three weeks back. Enjoy week, everybody. Slow week in sports. But, hey, training camps are about to open. Take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.